Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Woo! Hey, don't look now, but here come the Guardians! <laughs> the Adam the Bull curse. Yesterday he, yeah, yeah, he asked yep. the world, hey, is uh yep. is Jose Ramirez slumping? And then no. that was motivation for what was a well, Jose performance last night. Yeah, yeah, Jose, you know, frequent watcher. Those were his first three at bats, right? Yeah. Yes. Back to back to back. I mean, that's what this club needed. Yeah. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports yeah. Show. It's Friday. I hope we're going to slingshot you into the weekend. Hey, if you've got no weekend plans, good tickets still available for the Astros Guardians, which is stunning to me. Yeah. I mean, they're first place team. They're, they're you know, they're very, very good team. I don't know if they're in first place right now. No, the Rangers. I think the are Rangers in first place. are in first place. I look today, just I like to kind of gauge the standings of where the Guardians be. They're, they're a game and a half out of first place now. They're th- four under 500, but they're a game and a half out of first place. <laughs> if they were in the East. It's, it's over. They're done. Yeah. They're buried. They're probably, I think they're in last place. If they were in the West, they're 10 and a half or so. Behind the Rangers. Or 12 and a half. I, I did the math this morning. They're like 12, 13 games behind the Rangers. And it's basically, that's a wrap. You're not going to make up that ground. But because they're in the American League Central, there's a chance. Not only is there a chance, there's a good chance. They're the Vegas betting favorites to win the AL Central. And they should be, I think. Right. Um, I think Tito has manage the storm. He's, he's made it through the storm and there are a lot of signs that they're coming out of it just fine. We're going to talk more about the Guardians in just a second. First though, a uh, quick look at what Greg Pruitt's on today's show. Yep. Now you've got to be my age to know who Greg Pruitt is, but once upon a time, this guy, he had 12 seasons as a running back in the NFL guys. A lot of years. Five All-Pro seasons, or Pro Bowl seasons, I'm sorry. And he was an All-Pro in 1977. Uh, One time All-Pro, five Pro Bowls, he was, uh, I was very, very young, but I do remember him. And I, what I most remember about him was he was just, he was what a running back looked like to me. Now, he played at the same time O.J. Simpson did. He came in a little later than O.J. But O.J., for me as a kid, was the standard at running back. Mm-hmm. He did everything. He was just big, strong, fast, would run away from guys. Greg Pruitt was, for me, a pretty close second. He finished third in the Heisman vote in his junior season at Oklahoma and second um, in his senior season. So he, a great running back. I can't wait to catch up with him and to uh, hear some of his good stories 12, from the 70s. 12, 12 years is so crazy. Look at the, the number of running backs that are greats never played 12. Gail Sayers didn't play 12. No. Terrell, Jim Brown didn't play Jim 12. Jim Brown didn't play. Uh, Barry Sanders, Sanders didn't Sanders, play 12. Terrell Davis, no, um, no, no, no 12 years. That, that's a Gee, long time. It'd be easier to list the guys that have played more than 12 right. seasons at that position. Right. I mean, is. Emmett Smith certainly had durability. Frank Gore, the modern Peterson, Frank Gore. Gore. Those are some of the, you know, the, the contemporaries. Maybe, I of, think maybe Curtis Martin, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think Curtis Martin, Martin did. Yeah. I think and he did. That was an era when they were getting 25 to 30 carries a game, <laughs> yeah. too. Not this, yes. you know, double backfield, yeah, double back, yeah. back, yeah. where they're getting 15, 16 carries. They were legitimate bell cows. And to uh, last that long. 12 it's years at that position too. And he had more carries than any other running back in college when he was at Oklahoma. I didn't so know that all those carries. What his senior year or for over that four year stretch? Well, he only played three years. Oh, at okay. Oklahoma. He played three, but he had, and we have the stats and we'll pull it up when he comes up. But I was, 
think he had like 650 carries in three years in college, you know, also, which one is of the things stupid. I want to talk to him about is, and it seems odd because he, he played in my lifetime. Um, he played in your lifetime. You were way too young to remember. Yeah. What, what year were you born? 1981. Okay, yeah. So he played a few years in your lifetime. Yeah, you were yeah, a baby. Yeah, you don't remember yeah, him. Don't remember. But it's weird to think that a player who played in our lifetimes, not yet, not you, obviously, but had to deal with racial strife he, when he was playing in Oklahoma, the South wasn't even fully integrated. There weren't a lot of blacks playing football in the South. Can you imagine? Like, no. I mean, when you look at it today and where we, where we are today, um, it, it's, it, I'm interested to hear what, what some of the stories are maybe for, of things he had to deal with. So he's going to join us. He's coming up in the second hour of the program. Also, we're going to throw a name out there in the NBA. Would you want this guy on the Cavs roster? <laughs> this is- big time name, big time name. <laughs> Likely available. Do you want him? Um, that'll be an interesting discussion. And also, Ant's got a new game. I'm excited about this. I have no idea what it is, what it, how it's going to go. It's called Who's That Player? Do you want to tease us and tell it's us what we're doing? It's a fun little guessing game. It might be inspired by some Who's That Pokemon stuff since I did Pokemon last week. I don't know what Who's That Pokemon is, so I'm <laughs> guessing you'll tell us a couple of facts about a player and we'll have to guess the player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I won't tell you the category. I'll tell you the category when we get to it later in the show. All right, very good. Is that something all the kids are doing? Who's that Pokemon? No, I, I, so they run it, it before every commercial break on like Saturday morning cartoons. They so do. Wow. I took the inspiration. All right, very good. Shout out to Scyther. First of all, I'm impressed that you still watch Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, I don't, but I remember oh. it from a kid. I don't wake up that early. Oh, as a kid, they did. I that. watched. I got. I got <laughs> in the time machine and uh, was watching a documentary three days ago. What happened? To Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, it's, right? it's, it's a travesty. Oh, listen. Bro, they put on like hair replacement infomercial. Oh, it used to be appointment television. Hey, I never missed. Never. My, my bowl of crunch berries oh. and watch it. Favorite cartoon of all time. That's got to be a topic. It has to be. Like, I, I, and think about it. I used to come on early. I used to get up. It well, am. Well, if I, was, if I got in trouble, shout out to my parents. Like, if I got in trouble. They got I, you up? I used to have to get up at like four or five and I used on to Saturdays have, on Saturday oh. and I had to clean and I had to do math facts and, and, and science. Wow. And like it, it, like five and I couldn't do it until after and then they would be like and you're not allowed to watch the wrestling. I, 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 <laughs> and they would say no video. I, I said, bro, you guys are you guys are ridiculous, bro. You know what though? Mama and Papa G Bush are the reason you're here today. Yeah, I they give them credit discipline. for that. <laughs> they made credit. you the person you are. I, well, listen, I'm going to have to, listen, I'm going to have to at least put some of that on my kids. But I, I'll tell you what, TGIF Friday and Saturday morning cartoons was was a a, a 36-hour extravaganza. Yeah. You got to watch TGIF, you went to sleep, and you got back up and you had cartoons on? Are you serious? What was your everybody's favorite cartoon? And I want to hear from folks in the chat and the YouTube and all that. I, I, I guess I, I mean, Bugs Bunny is the classic, but I love Popeye. Popeye's a good one. Popeye was just, he's you know, a, he's a good so, skinny little dude with sick forearms that just popped some spinach. <laughs> and like Brutus was done. Brutus would have got uh, Bluto, he definitely was a me too guy. Like blue, he, he's a guy that would have never. The way, first of all, they the got, way he treated olive oil would the, not pass you, the, the he smell was, test. He was no. being physical with olive oil in public, like grabbing her up. Also, uh, Pepe Le Pew, 
That cat was doing like he was chasing that cat for years. Yeah, he was. And he was just he, he was, was thirsty. He was thirsty. He was robbing her. He was trying to he was trying to get kisses in public. I'm like, bro, you can't do that, my man. No, I think he's canceled now. Yeah, he, he's, he's, out of he's done. I like Tom and Jerry was a classic, and then uh, Roadrunner. Oh and yeah, who, who, who oh, chased, yeah. Roadrunner chased, was great. Roadrunner, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Coyote, Wiley Coyote. Coyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and and, and Acme, everything was Acme. Yes. yes. What and, product placement that and, was? And you know, the Coyote died like ten times an episode. It, it oh. would fall off the cliff, and then you after a while, you see. I don't. I didn't like. I didn't like. I didn't like how he just they they defied the laws of physics on him. Like they, he would cut. He would cut the ledge, and he would just, and the whole mountain would fall, and he would stay there. And he'd look, and he'd look, then he'd look at the camera, and then like, he would fall. Man, well, I'll tell you what. Here's, there's a couple cartoons I used to watch that was very over people's head. Like, it used to come on very early, and it used to be Bullwinkle. Oh, I remember Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle, Bullwinkle was kind of like over people's heads. They would, they had like imagery in there they would have like different like po political jokes in there that you wouldn't even have gotten yeah like for the adults yeah it's the adult like bullwinkle used to come on um but my home my era was you know obviously ninja turtles was great sonic the hedgehog not the not ninja the, turtles great call great ninja turtle not the Sonic. after the, my time there was two sonic the hedgehogs there was two there's a good it, and a bad one. it was a, it was a dark one that used to come on where it was just like this is kind of scary. Like these little, <laughs> it'd be dark. Like Doctor Robotnik and all these other. And then there was a laugh, laughing, joking one where it was like I think it was on last one. And then I think Aunt, we got some uh, YouTube chat suggestions. Remember the shark, the the fighting sharks. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't about? remember the fighting sharks. Are you? Yeah. I can't think of the uh, name of the show, but uh, Shark Attack. Shark Attack. Yeah. I don't remember that. That was a classic. That yeah. Was, yeah. That was I'm a classic. too old. That was way. Up. The one thing that I, I just speaking about Pepe Le Pew getting canceled, I saw a funny meme the other day. Someone said, thank God Pepe Le Pew is canceled. Now my son, my 12-year-old son can go back to playing Grand Theft Auto where he just set a hooker on fire because he <laughs> refused to pay her. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so let's just think about yeah, the dynamics right. of that yeah, for a you're second. Right. You're right. You've got Pepe Le Pew getting canceled. Right. And you've yeah. got kids the same age that would be watching that. Yeah, yeah. Playing with no restrictions whatsoever. Grand Theft Auto, where they can set hookers on fire. That was crazy. The carjackings, everything. New um, era. So cartoons was the greatest. Yeah. And we got some from the chat. Yeah, and whenever we ask the chat, anything is brought to us by our friends at PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Great. Plus, you can get a full benefit package paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So I'm seeing a lot of, I got some Thundercats. We got a lot of Thundercat. Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Good Turtles. Call. We're getting some Jimmy Neutron, some DuckTales. Oh, oh wow. Uh, let's Shout see what else do we have here. Uh, Hercules. I didn't know Hercules had a cartoon. The yeah. Flintstones. I don't remember that either. The classic Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Scooby-Doo was Alvin yeah. and the Chipmunks. Um, Laugh Olympics, the Jetsons. You guys I didn't like the Jetsons. You didn't like the Jetsons. I didn't like the Jetsons. Captain wow. Caveman. We're kind of, if you think about it, we're where the Jetsons were, minus the air travel in space. You know, through 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 the sky. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Which I've I, been. I used to watch that. And I literally used to think, wow, that's what it's going to be. We're all going to have little vehicles that we shoot around in the sky, and then they go. Oh, one here. We're never, never my generation. Uh, Recess. Recess was great. Recess. It was, was on. I believe it was on Nickelodeon. Okay. And Nickelodeon had my favorite, Danny Phantom. I don't. That was oh, terrible. Was, Danny he, Phantom sucked. 
I used to watch. What about Rugrats? Anybody wow, Rugrats? Like, yeah, we had a couple Rugrats. Rugrats. We got yeah. some SpongeBob. My Doug. kids loved Rugrats. Doug. SpongeBob. Transformers. Uh, Transformers. I didn't like Doug. Well, did you? Did your kids? So, is there? As a parent, did, did your kids like at a point in time, like try to sell their souls because they wanted something like a specific thing for Christmas? Like for me, my my mom got me when it was all the craze. My mom got me a Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> and my, That's awesome. And, 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 and my dad like really flipped out. Said he's you're not giving that. Like to him. no, like and, and they literally had words. They was like, listen, like they was like he listen, Ron, just get it for him. And he like he, what dad says. Well, I'm not giving my son a doll. He's like, I'm mean, not about to have no doll out here. Yeah, so I would have. I would have been the he, same. He way. was like, oh no, they was really going bad at it. But here's the thing, I did like I was playing rough with the doll. Like I used it to play football with him, so I ripped his arm off. His arm got ripped off. <laughs> so I had a cabbage. Dad back. was happy about right. that. Right, he got ripped way. off, and I used to carry it around. And they was like, "Well, at least he ripped the other arm off," because he was really like, and, he, and I was, and I was probably this about half this size when I was a baby. So he was like. We is not about to give you a cabbage patch. <laughs> so you have the world's only armless cabbage Ar- patch. Armless cabbage patch. That's well, awesome. Th- before we get to Guardians, my dad fought through hell and high water to make sure I had a Wii when I was a kid. Oh, like, really? Shout out to my dad. We waited in lines. We waited. Yeah, that was a rage for, for a while. to find one. It was impossible. Elmo. Yeah. It's called that Reptar was- Bars and, and Rugrats, right? Is that what they were? The Reptar Bars? Yeah, yeah. Reptar, yeah, Reptar bars. bars. I wanted one for Halloween so bad. And every <laughs> Halloween as a kid, I'd be like, how come I got no Raptor Bars or Reptar Bar or whatever? And then they had to explain to me, like, they, don't, awesome. they don't really uh, exist. So. Wait, keep your uh, cartoon suggestions coming. It's always fun to have a little yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, we got some super bad. chats. Uh, one second. Let me find it real quick. And then we'll go over more of them at the end of the show. But Dragon Ball Z is undefeated. Oh, oh no, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. big miss. Thanks big for miss the super chat. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm surprised it took this long for that to be mentioned. I'm still watching that. What you talking oh, about? Yeah. I still, Toonami <laughs> came I, back I, on Cartoon Network. I got, D, I got the DVDs and everything. Oh, the good old days when you have no concerns. Your only concern was, is it going to be a nice enough day for me to get outside and play baseball? That, that, that yep. was it. That was it. And you'd be like, Dad, are, are we going to get this game in? It, it was raining half the day. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're always optimistic. Oh, yeah. It could be raining three hours straight. You'd be like, yeah, it's going to clear yeah. up. We're going to get this in. Yeah, you're calling your buddies. Calling, yeah, hey. I got my uniform on yeah. right now. I know it's only 3 o'clock, yeah. games at 6, but I think this is going to clear up. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Oh you my God! Around, you on the porch, and then and then finally when the call came in from the league or your or your manager, the game's canceled. You're like, God, yeah, hang uh, up the phone. Like, I can't believe they can't play in this. Ours came from the VFW. Like I don't know. How, first of all, I don't know how the VFW control all of them. Like I was in a VFW w, little league too. They, they were like, listen, up uh, a a a VFW call. The president said we ain't gonna do it. There's no game. <laughs> it was like wreck your day. That yeah. was it. You sit in your uniform just staring. When we gonna make it up? This weather sucks, man. And we Soccer got practice. Play in the snow. Just play, a, you know, a man's game. I tell you, there was as a kid, there was no worse feeling than a game that you've been looking for a big game oh. getting weathered out. Yes, oh, I mean that sucked. You was in the cages. You're you, ready. You, they took you. They, they took you to swings and things. You got your eye ready to go. And next thing you know, you look up and it's even porn. worse, Jay. With the day you were supposed to pitch. Yeah, and well, I know it's I know your day on the like, mound. Oh, that's crazy. So what? This happened to me a couple times. Beautiful day, all day. You didn't swim because you know you can't swim because oh. that's going to affect your performance. Yeah. Swimming was so you devil. stay out of the yeah. pool because that will nothing. tire you out, and that you're cor- not going to be you'll that be chlorine is just you yeah can't tires move. you out. So <laughs> you don't swim. It's a beautiful day. Man. You get in that uniform at three. You're stretching. You're throwing on the pitch back. You're using Johnny pitch, Bench batter up. Bad. You're all ready to go. You get to the game. You're in the dugout, and all of a sudden, 
Like one crack of lightning, it might be 10 miles away, but if Don't the matter. umpire heard it, and the umpire always had like mom hearing, yep. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, we, oh. He, he, listen, that's he, it. We're going home. It's because the umpire's getting paid seventeen fifty for a three-hour game, or play or not. Oh, it was horrible. As soon as you hear that crack of thunder, yeah. Obviously, we can't yeah, play. This is, this is an this unsafe is too situation dangerous. for the kids. I don't care if that lightning strike that we saw was in Texas, but it's so flat that <laughs> it ain't even close to we coming. We heard it. We heard it. We ain't playing going. Yeah, you can't sit stand there with a metal bat and a lightning strike. <laughs> Get away from them bats over <laughs> yeah. there. The little four-year-old with a metal bat up is seven feet tall, and it's still the tallest thing around. Oh, oh. good times. All right. Guardians, I, we are really starting to see the, the whole ship turn its nose right now. A couple of facts for you. They've won four of five. Mm-hmm. Fact. They've won seven of 11. So you really want to see it go over a double-digit mm-hmm. stretch. They're a game and a half out. As you look at the standings, I know everything's close. They're also only two games from being in fourth. But they're, everything is trending in the right direction. Now, Houston comes into town tonight. That's going to be a tough series. But if they can keep the bats rolling, it's all about winning series. Yep. Tito's preaching, I'm sure, Two, three game stretches at a time. Win series, win series, one after another. If you do that, you're going to end up in first place. I, I want your guys' take before I give <coughs> mine on where things sit today, June the 9th, on the Guardians. Are you buying them for the playoffs? Or are you selling them for the playoffs? Which one do you want to go? What do you want to do? I mean, I'll start. I, I'm buying them for the playoffs simply because I think the division's terrible. As you laid out before we got into this, if they're in the AL East, they're out of it. They're out. If they're in the AL West. They're out of it. Yeah. But they're in the AL Central, and that puts them right in the thick of things. They have won three of their last four series. They're playing better. Yeah. The one series they didn't win was a 2-2 split. So they actually haven't lost in four series. And speaking of the number four, this is why I'm not fully buying in, even though I am buying them as a playoff contender. They've won four, won four games this year by four-plus runs. That's it. They've played oh. over 60 games. They've only won four. They have 29 wins. 25 of those have been save situations. Right. That is the fewest by any team that have, would have won the division through 62 games yeah. ever. Wow. So they're not crushing teams. They're squeaking by teams, which is fine because a win's a win. It doesn't matter right. if you win by one run or win by ten runs. You know their they last had, three losses are all by one run. Yep. So they have played – they're 13 and 17 in one-run games this yeah. year. So they have had every break go their way last year. This year those breaks haven't all gone their way. And they're not blowing teams out. The run differential still in the red. It is. However – 22 minus 22 yeah, or something – 22-23, right in that yeah. range. It's in the 20s. But they're a game and a half back because the Twins who are in first place are under 500. So don't sell your Guardian stock. No. They're going to be a playoff team. Can they win the World Series? Totally different question. But as far as are they a playoff team, yeah, it's because this division sucks. Yeah. Well, they're sneaky. They're very – that's the way it happens in baseball. Sometimes you can start off bad. We, You know, we was just laughing and joking about baseball. There's a lot of things that can come down to – you know, if you don't, a lot of the balls that they were hitting earlier this year was right at people. A lot of them bloop singles wasn't wasn't falling in. But some, some things started to change a little bit. They got McKenzie back. He came out and, and pitched, got 10 strikeouts. And you can start to see, oh, there's a level of confidence because now you got another guy back who now, when he's pitching, you don't think you got to have every, you don't got to put up nine, ten runs, right? You just need to get enough over the hump. So that that infuses with you with, with some confidence. Then you get little guy, Rosario. He, <laughs> he must have heard people talking about him because now all of a sudden, he's getting these little blue pits. Now he's getting on base. Now he looks like he's starting to hit the ball a little bit better. 
When I think everybody had a hit yesterday. Everybody. All these hits. Most of them had multiple hits. They had 15 hits. 15 yeah. hits. Then the big one is Will Brennan just thinks he's my guy. Man. Will Brennan feels like he 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 is actually playing right now like he feels like that's his position. We need to get him back on the show. Have we made the effort to get him back? Because well, when I talked to uh, to the Guardians at spring training, they made it seem like, yeah, that's absolutely a doable deal. Yeah. He likes coming on. We'll get him on as a regular. He, I'll talk to Curtis again, but they were struggling for a large portion of the season. Sure. He wasn't playing well, we so Curtis was like, yeah, let's, let's wait. All right, but Curtis, now that he's, let's go. He, he, let's get now him on he's now. Hot, I'll reach back out to Curtis. Hey, I bet you we hey, can hey, get him on. He hit a home so. run. Listen, he turned, on, he turned on an inside pitch. I was like, oh, okay, Will. I see what you're out there doing. He sacrificed the bird. And has since grown That's the right. His baseballs That's have right. grown wings and they're flying out. <laughs> I was since there that I, I don't this does not include his stats from last night and he went two for four with a home run last night. Right. But since he hit the bird and Anthony, do we still have the tag board in from yesterday? We had his stats, but I think he was hitting like four fifty nine since he hit since the he bird. Hit the yeah, bird? yeah and we had the tag board from yesterday. I'll, I'll find it. I, I can find yeah, it. Yeah, let quick. me see if I can find it, it real quick. But wow. it, it, it's an obs- and this does not include yesterday. So when I find it, give me one sec. But since he killed well, the bird, well, if he was four fifty nine before, he, it yeah. may not have been. Four, just give me one sec. I'll get you the exact number. He's he, but, the bottom line is he accidentally killed a bird and he's gone nuts. He's now. been red hot. And now he feels okay. Like you ready? Since Brennan exploded a bird, and this includes last night now. He's 17 for 41 for a 410 batting average, three home runs, eight RBIs. Wow. 17 for 41. See, since if they the can bird. continue to get that, that's, yep. you know, that's better than Oscar Gonzalez's production. What you mean? That's, if they can continue to get that out of right field, that, that solves a problem. I tell you another thing, and this is why I'm bye, bye, bye. And this is why when we talked at the beginning of the year, you said, where is this team going to be? when McKenzie comes back. And I said, they're going to be at 500. They weren't quite at 500. But as we look now at the second third of the season, the middle third of the mm-hmm. season, I think they're going to finish about 10 games over 500. I think they're that good of a club. Here's why I have big time reason for hope. Look at their, so their rotation is now settled in. It, everything is takes care of itself. Quantrill, for whatever reason, whether there's a, a, a real injury or he's just forgotten how to get guys out, He's now out of the rotation. He's got the injury. He's he's unavailable for now. Please, Zach. He's wow. Gone. I mean, yeah, you know, gone. I don't think we'll ever see the 2020, please, Zach, or 21. I can't remember which which of the years he looked really, really good. That, that ship has sailed. So here's now their starting rotation as it looks today. And I'm going to read these in order of earned run average, okay? Now, obviously, McKenzie's thrown five innings. He's got a zero earned run average. Uh... I do think that he's the de facto ace of this staff. Oh, yeah. I think he's supplanted Bieber as the ace. His stuff is electric. It's Cy Young quality. He's got high strikeout stuff. Bieber is no longer a strikeout guy, it appears. So I've got McKenzie. He's got the best ERA on the staff. Savali went five and two-thirds last night. He gave up the home run. Prior to that, he'd only given up one run. So he gave up two last night. He's two and one after the win. His ERA is two, three, one. Yeah. So I, I, he's not the number two, but right now these are the ERAs in order. Right. Then you got Logan Allen. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Tanner Bybee. The highest ERA on the Guardians' starting five staff right now is Shane Bieber at three and a half runs a game. Yeah. So when you look at that, and you look at the fact that the bats are finally starting to talk, if you have five pitchers, your five starters, and the highest ERA is three and a half, and he's the Cy Young winner. And he hasn't contender. yet pitched up yeah. to his potential. You can see why there's a lot of excitement around how this team can win the division. Because 
this is a this is a starting rotation. I'm not saying that they can go deep in the playoffs because there's not a lot of them that have playoff experience. But this is a staff that can win a division, and they're going to make this whole trade Bieber, keep Bieber scenario real difficult for the Guardians. I read a couple of days ago, a major league executive was quoted as saying, Shane Bieber's not that guy. Essentially, that's what he said. It's like, the Guardians, if they're expecting a big package for him, they're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. He's no longer Shane Bieber, all-star game MVP, Cy Young winner. He, he kind of reminds me, as they were pitching, I said, is Shane Bieber the uh, the the new version of Corey, Corey Kluber? Kluber? Yeah. I said, because they killing. They, they, By the way, that they, was they, hard to watch. That, that was, was bad. They, they he was he, that was the rope of dope. Yeah, he's they done. had him on the ropes and they yeah. just kept tagging him. Yeah. And I said, Corey Kluber, this is what a team is going to be looking at it with, with Bieber in about three years if they decide to make. Well, that I hope for Shane's sake, he's a great guy. He's and, and he's a talent. I, I hope for his sake, it's longer than that. Yeah, but. I mean, the the arc and the trajectory of a pitcher is they tend to be in their prime 28 to 32. And mm-hmm. I, I do think Bieber is still in that. But I, I do think that I don't know how long he's going to be able to sustain that. I'm, I'm really surprised at how his strikeout numbers have gone down. Well, his velocity's down five, six miles and, an hour. And that's, and that's worrisome yeah. to me. I don't know if that, that, that could be a telltale to an injury everybody's keeping it quiet because he's on the blocks. The last thing you want to do if you're the Guardians and you're really trying to move him is, is to shelve him. Yeah. So I don't know that it's an – now, if you're Bieber and you've got an injury, you're, you're going to insist that you go on the DL. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is with him, but, guys, there have got to be real conversations going on inside that building as to what we do with Shane Bieber because I mentioned this last week, and I'll repeat it. If they're in first place and they trade their Cy Young and their – It's hard to sell it to the rest of the team. How do you yeah. sell that to Jose Ramirez? Especially yeah. if it's only and prospects. And the fan base. Especially yeah. if it's only prospects coming back. We don't need prospects. We've got prospects. We, we have need, too many prospects. We need a bat or two yeah. that we can insert into the lineup. Today. And by reading some of the comments from some of these general managers, it doesn't appear that that's going to happen. Now, on the flip side, though, and I'm not advocating for or against trading Shane Bieber here. I'm just saying because the second wild card's been added and so many teams are in it now, there's a chance that Bieber is the best starting pitcher available at the deadline, which means you might get back more for him than you would based on just his production alone. Like he might be the prized pick, essentially, of the free agent, uh, not free agent, of the trade deadline yeah. acquisition period. I don't know. I haven't so you really get the studied. Haul back, but There's a lot of teams that are out of it already. You yeah. know, when you look at what the Rays have done, the Rays have just run away well, the, with things. But really, there's only two teams in the AL who are completely out. Well, the A's are dead. A's and Royals. They're the only two dead. teams that are totally out of Yeah, it. but here's what I'll say, too. Um, if, if I'm going to advocate one way or another, it's going to be to keep them. And here's why. We're watching, and I don't think they're going to win the title, but we're watching an eight seed in the NBA mm-hmm. who, up until their loss two nights ago, had home court advantage Man. in the NBA Finals. Right. 1-1. One, so, one. That happens. It, it, it happens. It, it happens in baseball. In fact, I'll argue that it's easier for it to happen in baseball okay. than it is any other sport. I, 100%. No argument. In the no NFL, argument. every year, you've got a handful, maybe six, eight teams, maybe. In the NBA, four to six teams, maybe. In Major League Baseball, just in the past couple of years, we saw a Braves team come back from the dead in August to win the World Series. Nationals. It can happen. The Nationals did it a few years back. So... As a starving fan 
who wants desperately to see meaningful baseball in October. And I enjoyed it last year, even though it didn't end the way we wanted. I want this team to take every and all opportunities they can to play deep into October. And I'll say this. Their chances decrease dramatically if Shane Bieber is not on the roster on August 1st of of making a playoff run. You're going to need his stability. He's a guy that can likely give you two starts in a playoff series. He has experience. The the stage will not be too big for him. Bybee is going to be wide-eyed. Logan Allen is going to be wide-eyed. McKenzie's been there a little bit, so he's got a little bit of experience. But I think he's going to be, you know, still a newbie mm-hmm. by playoff experience standards. So will Savali. Bieber is your your rudder in the water. And I, I hope they keep him. I, I do have a question. So you, you listed the five stars with the lowest ERAs. And two yeah. of those guys in Bybee and Allen. And those were all the starters. Starters, obviously. yeah. Have, and McKenzie, you know, like I said, just only pitched five innings. Savali yeah. only has, I think, four starts or five starts all yeah. season. So little off kilter here. But guys like Bybee and Allen. When you see top pitching prospects come into, into the majors, a lot of times they are look unhittable in their first couple starts. There's no real film. I remember Strasburg and his first start against right. the Pirates, and I think he had he had 14 strikeouts, which set the MLB rookie record. And I think the Nationals or the Pirates, excuse me, only touched the ball like four times. Yeah, well, he had a pitch that most people hadn't seen before. Had, so like, yeah. so no film, was... and a, and a lot. The you know, the Guardians have brought guys up who looked extraordinary in their first start. How many starts do these guys need before? opposing teams can start to game plan against what they do. Well, it's so much more different now, and I'm glad you asked that question because I was talking with a scout two years two, at the end of uh, the 21 season about this very thing, about how there's he said there's no more surprises. There used to be yeah, there used to be pop quizzes. Yeah. It used to be when a guy like Bybee would come up, everybody would say, well, you know, we had some advanced scouting on him. Looks like he's got an A-plus fastball. It looks like he's got a plus curveball. Uh, but he's only got three pitches that he can command. So they had that knowledge. But now there's no more pop quizzes. There's tape on everybody, even in the minor leagues, because a lot of these AAA games are, are – there's tape on these AAA mm-hmm. games, some AA games. So once these guys have a book, it's a lot easier for teams to strategize against how they're going to approach them. So there's – and really, Bybee can throw once or twice in the big leagues, and now we have tendencies to lean on. Oh, when he's when he's up 0-2, he likes to go this way. When he's down 2-0, he always goes this way. So there's really no more surprises. The yeah. advanced scouting and the analytics now took that kind of mystery of the game out. Okay. So uh, guys used to come up and dominate for three or four starts, and then That's, they would start to get hit. And, and I'm glad you but, said that because that, that was a little bit of my concern with these guys. They, they've been great so far, but eventually – other teams will kind of understand. So but. what it is now is it's making the adjustment to the adjustment. Yeah, yep. So hitters now mm-hmm. are the first to make the adjustments. So how will they adjust to the way Bybee and Allen pitch? Gotcha. And we'll see that. And ultimately what we'll find is, let's just, I'll give you an example. A guy throws a curveball, but it's always out of the strike zone. So he starts it as a strike, mm-hmm. and then it tails off. Eventually you learn to Well, soon everybody's spitting on it because yeah. they know what it is. They know it's a ball. So now they're going to force that pitcher to start it in yep. and to break it over the plate. What happens when the strike ends up or when the curveball ends up in the strike zone? So then Bybee's going to have to make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll start it higher and break it down or whatever yep. the case may be. But it's such a game of cat and mouse. It's like a, a Rubik's Cube. If you've ever done a Rubik's Cube, if you start to get one side, if that's your strategy, I'm going to get one side, then I'll get the other five. It all falls into place. You're going to fail. No, you're going to fail because 
by getting this one solved, now trying to solve others, you're going to screw this one up. Yeah. Oh, I see. What so the, 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 for anybody that's done a Rubik's Cube is the approach is to get the corners all the way around. You get your four white corners, your four red corners, your four green, four blue, four yellow. Then you get the middle rows. Well, it's, it, you're multitasking. You're doing many things at once. And it's the same thing for pitchers and hitters and the cat and mouse. As hitters are starting to adjust to his fastball, he's got to continue to change his fastball, but also work on his curveball. So it's really, it's a complex game. Those that can adjust survive. Those that don't are Oscar Gonzalez right. on the hitter's end of it. Yeah, yeah. He what? couldn't show plate discipline. Yeah. Pitchers knew what he was going to do, and they, they were able to have better success against and him. And one guy who, who does have plate discipline, um, Jose Ramirez, three home runs, first three at-bats. Uh, I think he hit two from two from the right side, one for the left side. Yeah. Um, you know, I, to, to me, it's, all, it's always fascinating when you talk about, um, you know, switch hitters. Because they're 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 another part of an equalizer, right? Like, you know, you if you got multiple switch hitters in your lineup, you do a great opportunity. You have an opportunity to to keep a good hitter in the lineup. And one thing about Jose Ramirez is hitting him three home runs. It's crazy because it was the first time I think in a while it kind of reminded people that why he's a superstar, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, crazy play at third base. It went down the line like that was a crazy play yeah. getting them throwing them out of first base. So the great thing about it is especially when you talk about baseball is everybody knows the clubhouse is infectious. Like if you see Jose Ramirez go up there and he hit three home runs that puts a little bit of onus on you that that makes you sure. feel like oh they hittable oh, Jose is hitting them. Jose is is lining them up. I, I think I, I think I'm hot too. All of a sudden, then you see Will Brennan come up and hit a home run. You know, you know, for the Guardians, it was refreshing to see that you know people were still trying to come up, and they were still trying to put more runs on the board. I think sometimes yeah. when you're conservative and you don't get a lot of runs, sometimes people will go up there and they get a two three run lead. They want to wave the flag and say, "All right, let's just coast this out." Nah, I need y'all to see it's okay to put twelve on a team. We all adults here. They sure. go, you can run rule people. And, and let's be honest, the Guardians need to stat pad. Because yes. a lot of their stats are terrible, <laughs> yeah. especially offensively. So when they get an opportunity against... Run it and up. We, and we love Corey Kluber, but he was throwing BP last night, essentially. It and was hard to watch. Why they, did they take that man out? <laughs> they, like, I know they wanted to set it up for the next well, series. They had him out there looking crazy, Well, at, at some point, it's not a white flag, but it is kind of a white flag, and you're just in inning-eating mode. You have a sacrilegious scope. Just save the bullpen, yeah. Yeah. and it's it's embarrassing. You know, I'm sure Corey Kluber wanted to, you know, dig a hole and hide under the mound. Yeah. Um, but it's, when it's a veteran like that, and he's pitching in front of the crowd that used to adore him, I thought there might have been a little bit more uh, yeah. human decency involved. And, and I give the fans credit. They, I noticed. Did you guys see that? They, they kind of gave, they, they left it up for him. They like, were actually they trying. Might. Yeah, they did. And, yeah. and kudos to them because that, yeah. that's a classy move for an opposing player. <laughs> Very cool. Obviously, you're essentially trying to lift up the opposition. Yeah. That, that it was a bad. Happened. It was a bad spot. I've seen it happen like in the ninth inning of a no hitter. Right. When you know the opposing team is throwing a no hitter, the home fans, even though their team is getting no hit, yeah. they want to see you history. history. Yeah. And they kind of get into it. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a faction of those fans that will stand and cheer. I, we, I, well, I just saw something that I can tell my kids about. Yeah. Uh, but it was, I thought it was good to see, too. It, look, Corey Kluber is one of the all-time favorites, fan favorites for, mm -hmm. the, for the Cleveland Indians and Guardians, and uh, it was really hard to look at.
One more point I want to point out about Jose's performance last night, and this is, goes to how bad offensively they've been, especially in the power category. Jose's three home runs last night increased the team's home run total by 9%. Wow. They're at 39 now, right? They have, well, Brennan had 40. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But before he's, Brennan hit his. He's got almost 25% of the team's entire home runs. Well, he had six and 61 games heading into last night. Wow. He had three in last night's game. So he increased his home run total by 50% in one night. In and one the team night. total up 8.6 to be exact. Yeah. Oh, well, there's one in, other stat, too, that – and they're still dead last in home runs. And that's not a surprise because they were way but, trailing. But in the last couple of weeks, this is what's really – reason for me to be excited they were 30th in batting average they're 21st now yep on the right and they're not far from being middle of the pack brennan's been much better jimenez has been much better Quan has been better Quan's been better jose's been better and rosario has four hits in the last two days he's showing signs so it's baseball streaky Um, a lot of times a team can all slump at once and i think if you're tito this morning and you're waking up with a one and a half game deficit you're waking up today and you're saying, yeah, this team can do it because there's never any, there's, there's, I know that we get down on players and I know there's a lot of talk in our chat about get rid of Rosario and put Rosario. No, no. Like Tito is nothing but patient. You're not in the East. To a fault. To a fault. However, when Rosario's hitting 275 in August, we're going to say that's where we wanted him to be. I mean, ideally we'd like him to be even higher than that, but He'll get it. He's a hitter. He didn't forget how to hit. Yeah. He didn't get old. Same with Jimenez. Is, same with Jimenez. Yeah. Ramirez. We, a lot of people were looking at Jose saying, wow, what, what's happened to Jose? Mm. These guys now, watch them. They're going to all stay hot together at the same time. And if they can turn seven and four over their last 11 into, say, 20 and 11, over a 30-game stretch. They'll have a 10-game lead in the AL Center. When, you can run away yeah, with this division can, because quickly. no one else yeah. is making is noise. It, I, I look at it. I, I think there's a date. Like, in my mind, you know how they talk about it in basketball. You want to cut it to a certain certain right. 10 at halftime. Yep. I think that they have to be – if they can be in first place within the next mm, They can be two, in first place weeks. in two days, bro. Like, they can. The, they literally the two days. They can be in first place by the end of the weekend. By the yeah. end, if they can do it by the end of June – Think about that. Yeah, that's, first, that, that yeah. everything happened before that don't even matter. It, now. None of it matters. Nope. None of it matters now. So get these guys hot. You got your pitching staff has already kind of resolved itself, and you, you know what it is now. Just keep these guys healthy and let's go. I want to test you guys, Guardians Indians knowledge, real quick before we move to the next topic. Ramirez became the eighth player since 2000 in a Cleveland uniform to hit three home runs in a game. Can you name the other seven? Oh my God! And I'm putting you totally on the well, spot. I didn't even tell Anthony about this. I found. Let's this go, Jim Tomey. Tommy did it July 6, 2001. Okay, let's go. Mm. And in the chat, if you guys know, drop it in the chat. Anthony will be looking. Did did uh, did, did Lindor? Did, Lindor did not. Did and did Encarnacion do it? He was the last okay. before Ramirez, May 2nd, 2018. Okay, so that's two. There's seven to do it. One, two, three, four. You have five left to guess. Okay. Um, Pronk. Uh, uh, Travis uh, Hafner? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Travis okay. Hafner. July 20th, 2004. I'm trying to think, like, the years that Ramirez left. He was gone by 2001, I think. Yeah. Manny is not on this list. Yeah, he was gone before that. Jason um, Kipnis? No, th- there's a couple names that – two we, names you guys should get, two names that, if you remember, I'll be surprised. Obviously, they were, they were we important get. players, but – Yeah. Give me, give me a hint. 
Give so, me an initial. Johnny Peralta? Uh, LC. Lonnie Chisenhall? Yep, June 9th, 2014. Wow. What? Wow. The Chisenator. SSC? SSC. Outfielder? 2010, September 17th, 2010. SSC? Hyphenated first name of Asian descent. Oh, since Chu Chu. We forgot. Wow. Chu and Chu is nice for about a year was. and a half. I know. September 17th. And we always thought he was going to have to go back to South Korea yeah, yeah. to serve his two year uh, military commitment. <laughs> he, didn't they trade him to the Reds? Rangers, I thought. Rangers, yeah. He's had a big contract. Uh, yeah. Two more. Uh, a switch hitting catcher. Uh, VM. Oh, Victor Martinez. Yeah, yeah. And June 19th, 2021, EB. 2021. Oh, no, uh, 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 2001. Sorry. 2001. Oh, EB. EB. 2021. I don't know. Ellis Burks. Oh, Ellis Burks. Ellis Burks. Yeah. So to run through real quick, the eight players since God. 2001 who have hit three home runs in a Cleveland Indian slash Guardians uniform. Jose Ramirez, Edwin Encarnacion, Lonnie Chisenhall, Sinsu Chu, Travis Hafner, Victor Martinez, Jim Tomey, and Ellis Burke. I got to tell you, there's something special about the multiple homer game. It, 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 there really is a point where it looks like a beach ball, and oh, you're like, I'm not missing. Locked in. I'm not and, missing and, today. And in, in, in high school, if you get two home runs, matter of fact, because they don't even have fences like that in high school. And a lot of fields a do, but many don't. So, yeah. when you listen, if you if you up and you're hitting two home runs, I used to tell my coach, there's no way – I'm not even looking at you down there. Listen, and I will swing at the first pitch fastball. <laughs> I swung at three and zero Saturday. <laughs> I did. I hit a home run on three and zero a couple of years ago. Hey, the takes, and, and I've always said that that's the best pitch in baseball to sit it's on. It's right there. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah. The takes. You know, time. it's going to be a fastball, and it's going to be right in the crosshairs. Okay, we have to do a read before we change topics, right? Yeah, we're really quick before we get into our basketball topic. Uh, Jonathan Radcliffe in the chat did get Lonnie Chisenhall. Shout uh, out to Jonathan Radcliffe. Let me know that. And then I want to remind you guys that we're all going down to the USFL game tomorrow. That's to right. To watch Boogie and the Pittsburgh Maulers play. And you can join us for just $10. You can get great seats. And you can get all of those at USFL.com. They got free shirts, rally towels. Come celebrate pro football down in Akron. I wonder if the people if people are like, yeah, but it's Pittsburgh. I can't. I don't want to go, go watch a Pittsburgh They're playing Michigan. Team. So That's true. You can, you can root you against can hate Michigan. Michigan yeah. So it's really like the two most hated yeah. You know, football I, city rivalry kind of things that we have. I we got like, Boogie. I feel we like people watch We it. do have Boogie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to wear yellow. Boogie comes on. He's awesome. Boogie's great. We love him. We can hopefully get another TFL. He's among league leaders in the tackles yeah. for loss this year. Um, okay. I saw. I, it's not official. The Suns haven't released him yet. He right? has not been officially but, waived. But they have, they have made public statements that they're moving on from 38-year-old yeah. Chris Paul. Do you want him on the Cavs? Man, so first of all, you said he talked about coming off the bench, right? Well, he's not going to be a starter on this yeah. lineup. That, that I mean, I haven't never seen Chris Paul come off the bench. Not even on the e even, But you've never seen him play basketball as a 39-year-old. And I, I will say this. Uh, Chris Paul, look at those numbers. Um, this is, he's he's really, I think this is the, the this is where <laughs> his, this is his Carmelo years. Um, 13.9, or this is, that's for his career, but 13, 14 points a game. Um, obviously, he's lost a, a few steps. And to me, Chris Paul was never a guy who was never in tip-top shape. Like, you know, he, he's always, he seems to be injured at the wrong time. Especially lately. Yeah. Right? Even early. 
the Clippers, he was hurt. I remember he was the Clippers had who was somebody beat. They had Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. They were beating the Rockets. They were three one. Hamstring. Then he went to the play for the Rockets. He missed the game seven. Yep. Against the Warriors, he missed that. You, you tell you go. He was relatively healthy when he played for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But the Suns, they've been probably the best team in the West the last couple of years. He's been injured. He was in the last game. I don't think. Uh, I would take Chris Paul. I think he bring, does bring something to the table. But like I told Jason Lloyd, I think the only places that he's thinking about going is L.A. He wants to win. He wants to win. Yeah. He's not going to come and, here. And, and you know, I mean, I know he would love to play with LeBron James. LeBron yeah, would yes. probably love to play with him. Yep. Um, I mean, I think the question on the surface is is laughable because he, he wouldn't come here. E- ever. But if you're – running the Cavaliers today, are you reaching out to his people or not? The, in my opinion, the last thing the Cavs need <laughs> on a roster with many holes is another undersized guard who can't play defense. Yep, I like, agree. And who's not a great shooter. And who's old. Right. So he had a 19.2 usage rate last year, which was the lowest of his career, but still significantly higher than the league average. He can't really play off the ball. He's still a guy who needs the ball to be at his most effective. So if you bring him in, are you taking the ball out of Darius Garland's <laughs> hands to put it in Chris Paul's hands? Well, it would only be, of, it, but here it would be as a backup. But I'm just, I'm just saying, theoretically speaking, if he comes in, yeah, who are you taking the ball out of their hands to give to him? Even on the second unit, like right. At he, this point, do you really want he's Chris? Not, Paul, like he's not. He's not a stre- He's not gonna break you down and get yeah. all. He he's not a. He doesn't stretch the he floor needs, like that. For him to be effective at this stage of his career, he needs spacing all around the floor. Yeah. He's not super quick. And unfortunately <laughs> for the Cavs, as we learned in the playoff series, yeah, that's barring problem. some significant roster turnover, spacing, especially on the second unit, it doesn't really exist if no, we're being honest. So uh, if you could find a way to flip him for Ricky Rubio, like he's going to take those Rubio minutes <gasps> and you could cut Rubio and snap your fingers and that cap, ca- uh, cap space just magically appears. Yeah, he's an upgrade over Rubio at that backup point guard spot. Right. But I don't think he stylistically, skill-wise, and or basketball style play fits into what the Cavs need whatsoever. Yeah, I think it's a, it was a case when I first saw the headline, I'm like, wow, because it's Chris Paul. Yeah. It's a name. It's, he's a Hall of Famer. All-time great. And you get excited about that, but you, you have to be really careful. And Cleveland sports teams in general have been guilty of doing this o- over the years. When you see an available name, and we're doing it right now with DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm not saying DeAndre Hopkins is at the same place no. in his career that Chris Paul is. Different. Hopkins clearly has more life in him. But 30 as an NFL, 31 as an NFL wide receiver is sort of 35 to an NFL an NBA point guard. And you can't pay for what someone used to be. You can't get enamored by, we have a chance to get Chris Paul. First of all, I don't think they do. But I would pass hardcore on that. And the biggest reason is because this team has a defined area of need. And that's not it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of like when, you know, if, if I still think, and we're going to talk about this in, in a little bit, about what move we want to see the Browns make. I, DeAndre Hopkins would be nice, but I talked to Jim Donovan yesterday. He's like, Jay, this team's wideout core is incredible. Tillman has looked great in OTAs. Uh, the kid from the Jets more, more. Mm-hmm. has looked great from uh, what Jimmy has been able to see at OTAs. He said uh, Watson has looked incredibly sharp and 
He's taking control of the team on the field. It's clearly his show. So I don't want to see the Browns take the bait on a big name, DeAndre Hopkins, in an area that doesn't help them. And it's the same with the Cavs. We've got needs. And I don't think a backup point guard is one of them. So don't be enamored by the big name. Go for what you know you need. You need a shooter. You desperately need a shooter. You need a three. You know, you need things, but Chris Paul isn't one of them. Yeah, Chris Paul, to me, he, he has one of the – he's going to end up with one of the – I guess one of the more, more uh, interesting um, resumes when, it, when he's done. His legacy of, of what Chris Paul is, right? He, he, he plays in a certain way, and he's notorious for rubbing people the wrong mm-hmm. way because of the way he goes about leading yeah. and, and the way he talks and the way he's in that locker room. But I think he knows it as, as well as everybody else that, you know – there's a couple of guys who get, you know, the only difference between Dwayne Wade and Carmelo and Chris Paul is Dwayne Wade got his out the way. Like he got his championships. He got, he caught LeBron in his prime and he got, he, and he led. Yeah. He won, he, he led won one, one by himself. He won yeah. one. Yeah. But, well, he, he was, was Batman for one of them. With he Shaq, was Robin but, for the other. Yeah. 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 So he, he, he did it. He was a finals MVP. So it's a little different, but Chris Paul is his, his resume is going to be up for debate. He's going to end up in the top three in assist. Um, the question is, you know, how will they look at him? He's not really a clutch player. He's never really been uh, an MVP. Uh, nope. So even even when you look at the, you know, how you go about saying Chris Paul in point guards, Isaiah Thomas put up more points than Chris Paul, right? When you take a look at John Stockton, assist, Magic Johnson, you already know what that is, MVP and championships. Steve Nash got two, two, MVP. cha- two MVPs. Yeah. So when you start talking about point guards and, and, and you know, like he is, he is a quintessential point guard. Start looking at that pecking order and you might get, have to get down to about seven before you start to see Chris Paul. I wasn't prepared to have like my top five point guards ready like right now. But when you look at Chris Paul's resume, the only thing missing from his resume, he's a locked Hall of Famer first ballot. That's, you know, yeah, not he's two things missing from his resume. Well, championship. Yeah. Are you saying MVP is the second one? Of course. Well, I, I just meant he, yeah, he, he was never going to be MVP. I mean, if we're going to talk about a player being a top five yeah, at any one yeah, position, yeah, yeah. he should. You yeah. better bring one of the two well, to the party, I, either I, an MVP yeah, or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't arguing for top. Five. I'm just saying when you okay, look at his thing, okay. like, yeah. the one glaring omission on his resume is a ring. He doesn't mm-hmm. have one. Now, in his career, Chris Paul has made 328 million dollars just in NBA contracts. Yeah, that's not endorsements. It's a pretty big ring. A State Farm, <laughs> you know, he got the State Farm contract. Right. He does. His dad his own shoes for a while. So my man's made more money than you could ever imagine. Sure. And if he wants more money, Chris Paul, go get your money. Yeah. It would not shock me if he takes a significant discount to go team up with the Lakers. Well, I think that's what or we're Boston yeah. or I even think Memphis is. A I read a piece form. yesterday where the, the Celtics can't make it work. Well, if he's willing to take a veteran minimum because he's getting his money from Phoenix. No, but it wasn't money. even about the money. It was a similar situation for that I mentioned with the Cavs. Like they have some needs. And, you know, is this – if you're at the Celtics, you're asking one question. Who is the player that puts us over the hump? And the answer to that with Chris Paul is he's not it. Yeah, but they didn't have a real point guard this year. 
They had a no. bunch of guys who were quasi point guards. But, but here's they had the thing: a, in Chris Paul, you're not. Do you have an 82 game point guard? No. For the regular season no. and a guy you can count on for four playoff series because that's what they need. He, he yeah, is, but you don't need him for 82 games in the regular season. He, no, but you're going to need him for four playoff series. He is yes, not. And that's a high intensity level of basketball. And I don't think he can survive it. I, I don't. I, I don't. His 38 is different than LeBron's 38. It is. It is, and it, you know, it goes back to we've talked about this many times. Little guards throughout the history of the NBA have very, 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 very sparingly been able to lead a team to a championship. It happens almost never. Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas, and then you got to go back to, like, Bob Cousy in the 60s. Yeah. Like, it is damn near impossible for a little guard to be the best player on a championship team. It's not impossible. Right. But it is and at this not point, easy. Like, at this point, in particular, he is uh, he's partially on the plate. I, I'm not even going to say he's dessert. Yeah. He's you third know, or like, fourth look, option at best. Yeah, so at you've got right your now. entree, and if it's the Lakers, that, that's still, without question, LeBron James. And my, I know some people think that Anthony Davis is the guy. Mm-hmm. He has to be great for them to win a title, but I still think if they take LeBron yeah. off that team, yeah. they have no chance. Mm-hmm. So I think it's still LeBron and then AD, and he would be a piece – yeah. He would he would definitely, I think, and I think LeBron, they, they've had a great relationship through the years. And it's the one guy Bron hasn't played with in his franchise. That he wants to play with. It's the one guy and he I hasn't. Think, yeah. and, and I think Chris Paul wants to play with LeBron. To your point, he's going to have to take a significant pay cut to do it. Yeah. I think I think this, this, this looks like the end of the big three era. Like the big names that just go get together. And want, want, I hope so. I like, hate I, that I, I think I think Denver is kind of ushering in a new way that, that you got to think about doing it. Because, you know, you're counting on when you get in these big threes that they gel quickly, then there's no And they all want to stay. And they all yeah. want to stay. And that and, doesn't happen. And then they like the coach. <laughs> they Usually they, they get there, they fire the coach immediately, they try to figure it out. Then it's like, okay, well, who got to take less shots? The, the big three era has not been successful, if you really think of it, since what? My, the Heat? The heat well, and, and not well, the only heat that, but... Two. Not only that, but with the new Boston, salary cap... Boston won one. Boston won one. Heat we thought it would two. be more. Heat won two. I mean, if you want to count. I mean, Golden State had a big three. Yeah, Golden but State. Was, they but they drafted were, all those people. And you know what? They drafted them, and I think they were the exception because they were, they, they were kind of egoless. Yeah. yeah. Really. I mean, if you look at the personalities that were involved in that, they didn't have this big dominating KD personality. I think what, what we've learned from this era is that it can't work with the KD types. And the Kyrie types. Yeah. You, because those uh, egos and personalities are so big and fragile. Katie won two rings. Though. The, but, 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 he won two rings, but he did it with but, other great but, players. Yeah, what I'm saying is, like, if you're going to build a big three, you, you want to find personality types like they had in, 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 in uh, Golden State. Yeah. I just yeah. think KD, you talk about rubbing people the wrong way yeah. and Chris Paul. Like, I think the worm turned on KD when, when he got busted with his Twitter burner account. Everybody was like, bro, you're that fragile? Or, or you're that guy? I like you're that. Worried. I hated that. That I is like the most that. petty shit. I, Who cares, man? I, Who cares what people I are did, saying? Everyone's got an opinion. I, I didn't. I, here's the thing. LeBron's was different. Le, like, LeBron couldn't get over, like, you know, the Boston Celtics beat LeBron before, before he went to Miami, right? Right, yeah. He didn't say like, "All right, I'm gonna go play with Miami." Like, I'm gonna go play with, with Boston or Detroit. He didn't. He didn't say that. Like, he was like, "I'll go to Miami and do my thing." Yeah, I think this rubbed people with KD. KD, wrong. yeah. KD said, "I'm gonna go join the Warriors." You yeah, was well, that, that rubbed one. people the wrong way. Yeah, the Twitter. You stuff. was up three okay. one, and then you yeah. were like, and it's like, "Oh, Kevin Durant's a free agent. Where are you gonna go? Is he gonna stay in Oklahoma City?" And all of a sudden, he's like, uh, "We're we're rocking with the with the." 
That's 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 and championship. You mentioned the Big Three era with this new salary cap, and the way the CBA has been agreed upon and signed now, which is in place this year. It's hard to keep two stars. Look at it Bo- is. Look, real quick, look at Boston with Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum. Brown's one year older, made all, second team All NBA. He's mm-hmm. up for a five year, two hundred ninety three million dollar extension this year. If they sign him to that, and then they sign Jason Tatum next year, who's already been a first team All NBA player, it's a five year, two hundred ninety seven. What it's like five extra million dollars, whatever. Those two combined be 70% of their salary cap. Can't do it. How do you fill out a roster 10 spots with 30% of your salary cap? And that's cap? just two guys. And, and now it, it used to be big three. That took up three for 70. Now it's two. So it's yeah. even harder now. And you know what? I'm, I'm good with that. I really am. I'm good with that. Because, and I think it's a smart move by the league because ultimately when you have these big three teams, what it feels like is you're putting too many superstars in one city. Every, every t- the league is big enough. Every team should have a superstar or quasi-superstar player on its roster. Say, say what and you if, if you're putting two and three of them in one city. Say what you want. David Stern had it right. I could go down the list of, of, of players. The, you know, Bulls had, had, you know, Jordan. Celtics had Bird. Cavs, you know, I, you look. They Lakers had, had magic. Lakers had magic. Uh, Indiana had Reggie Miller. Carl Malone was out in, in Utah. Like, they had guys in every city that you could say, hey, this was the guy you went to see, and somebody come here. Like, obviously, you home games, away games, you got to see one of the good players. Tra- trailblazers had Clyde Drexler. Olajuwon was in Houston. Now, it just seems like there's a conglomerate of them, but I think they, they're doing a good job of getting that out of the system. And now it's going to look a little more like football. Now you got to win on rookie deals. Right, you yeah. do. You that's win very on, important. You got to win. And that on puts deals. a premium on drafting and developing. Yep. And that's the way it should be. And by the way, Denver's done both extremely well. Yes. That's why they're on top of the heap right now. Yep. All right, we've got a couple of minutes. Greg Pruitt was uh, slated to join us at noon. We've got. You want to do the Njoku topic and the read, or do, well, how do you want to do this before we get into Greg? Uh, let me do the read real quick, because I can just remind everybody real fast that you can see your favorite golf legends play in the Colley Companies Championship July 12th through July 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. Fun, family-friendly events all week long featuring a new fan zone experience, free attendance for kids, and concerts every night. There's something for everyone. Learn more at colleygolf.com. And then, yeah, I think we can do Ninjoku. Ninjoku Quickly as on the calling championships. I talked with Matt on Wednesday at length about this tournament. They are so excited about this year's tournament. They're going to make it an event. It's going to be a party. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be waste management level mm-hmm. in Phoenix because that is the I think that crazy. is the single best event in golf right now. It's not close. It, and, and I mean, it, it, for me, it, 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 it was always the Masters. Now, if you give me one ticket to a, a golf event, I'm going to the TPC. Out, out in Scottsdale, and I'm watching the Waste Management Open. They're trying to do that with this event. They've got a four-year contract with it. They're going to build it every year. A lot of big things are planned for this year. Um, Paige Sporanek, yep. you guys know who I'm talking about, the Instagram model, yep. big in golf. Yep. She's going to come in. She's playing in the Pro-Am on Thursday, I think. The seniors play their Pro-Am on Thursday. She's going to be a huge draw. And also, there, there, there's something in the works with Steph Curry. They're trying to get him in on Saturday. Um, you know, he's obviously got ties to Akron. He's born born in Akron. Um, so they're working on getting him in for Saturday. But there are also other big names. Music every night, top-notch music acts. It's going to be really cool. 